You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to Thunderquack Podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which, you know, there's the whole, like, it's an early Patreon thing on Tuesdays. What is it? It's every other Tuesday, right? Yeah. yeah, every other. I like our Patreon producers Brian Mirowski and JJ Samuel do, or you know you can wait and get it late on Fridays uh, on podcast services across the galaxy. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. I I Great. feel like we should have like a countdown going because like we know we know how many episodes like uh, there is an end date. We should know how many episodes are left, but like we were just talking about before the beginning of the show, um, Disneyland is in 60 days and we're like just kind of realizing that now. So, um, I mean, like, I feel like there's what, there's probably like four episodes left after this one. Yes. Something like that. I mean, our last episode is going to be in Disneyland, right? So, right. Uh, four episodes yeah. sounds correct um I'm happy with that that's yeah that sounds yeah yeah and then we're going to be yeah. switching over we're going to be doing our new uh student bodies podcast uh and then uh yeah like that that'll be thunder quack will be will be done uh we talked about it last week that was like the whole thing so if you missed last week's episode why did you miss an episode I'm making you feel bad right now. Why would you miss an episode? Um, But go back and listen to that one. But basically the deal is I uh, starting at some point in June, I, I we're going to be doing uh, our new show, which we still don't officially have the official name yet, but I think we're pretty, I think we're pretty decided on what it's going to be, but pretty, pretty, pretty uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what you Next episode will like officially decide officially yes. official. And the reason why I say that is because like I have to I have to still do all of the work of getting um, URLs and uh, social media accounts and stuff. And I don't want to put that out there and then have somebody snake that stuff. So I I will let you guys know in a couple of weeks, which gives me two more weeks to get that done. Um but I, I will be doing that every other week. And if you're a Thunderquack subscriber, like if you're a Patreon subscriber, you'll get it early, just like you got the Thunderquack podcast early. Or if you're at the higher tier, you will get an uncut version of that. Um, that's a, probably a little bit more rambly, a little bit more tangent, t- tangential uh, than, uh, than, than the regular episode will be. Cause as we talked about last week, it's like this, it's going to be, we're going to like, we're going to be really serious podcasters and I'm actually going to edit the episodes. I'm not just going to put music on the beginning yeah. and end and pretend like I did work. 
actually I'm actually going <laughs> to go through and like, you know, we'll have segments and stuff. It's just a little bit more like, like what quiver was like, but, um, but yeah. Uh, and then one of those other weeks, the, the weeks in between, I'll, I'll keep doing off the record. Um, which is the Patreon exclusive podcast at $5 and above. I, uh, where I just talk without a co-host. So there's nobody to interrupt me. I can just talk to you guys. I, I, it's, it's much more convenient for me. Um, and, and you know what? I think it's probably more convenient for Amanda as well. Cause she doesn't have to be on the podcast. So it's a win-win. It's like, you uh, know me so well. You yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, and then, and then the other gap week, we will do what we did earlier this afternoon. And when I say we, I mean I, I <laughs> uh, because it was four o'clock in the afternoon. Here is what for you, like, uh, three o'clock in the afternoon is you you add two hours, and then that's my whatever the morning is. It's like the inverse. Okay. It's the inverse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Cause right now it's nine 30, it's 1130 for you, but in the morning yes. at night for me. So, Correct. so it was like, so like 6am is, uh, <laughs> so I don't expect you to be on at 6am right now, but maybe once you're back in the same time zone, yes. uh, you'll, you'll yes. join me for office hours which is just, yeah. uh, for now, it's literally just like, like we have our Discord channel um, and, uh, or our Discord server, I should say. And then we have a channel in the Discord server called Office Hours. And I'll just be there for an hour and you guys can come and just talk to me about stuff. So uh, Matt Campbell and, uh, and, and uh, Mark, uh, I, I, our, 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 our meme master uh our master <laughs> meme ceremonies um we're in there and, and we were just talking about whatever we talked about talked about a bunch of stuff actually um nice. so yeah i i so just uh, basically what you need to do is you just need to join the discord like that's that's kind of the thing uh, th- there's a weird thing with discord where it's like you create an invite link and it's like this invite link will beaten self-destruct after seven days and it's like i don't understand why you would do that can i not create a permanent invite link and i don't know how to do it yet if there's a way to do that please somebody let me know how to do that um really honestly i'm looking for a a discord expert to come into the discord and really kind of just handle things (laughs) and tell me like this is what you need to do and all and 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 or just do stuff for us um so if you are a discord expert and you want to volunteer your services um that would be awesome uh, uh yeah i because like we've got a we got a little like, sort of chunk of the community over there but but we need to get we need to get that that going a little bit more build that up but if you're on there all i found out today after the fact that i can set events so I'll Ooh. I'll set an event for it so that it'll sort of like be on everybody's calendar, I guess. I, I don't know. I like again, I don't know how Discord works, but that's what we're <laughs> gonna use anyways. Um because like the th- the reason why we're using Discord uh is because it's um it's it's good for like that two way 
conversation. Like anybody can just jump in. Right. Um, it's just a chat room basically, right? It's just a voice chat room. So, um, yeah, like it's cool that we can just like have that open and, uh, and you guys can just come hang out and, and, and talk. Uh, and it's just, I think it's a good community building thing. And it's just a little bit different from the, like, even today it was, it was weird. Cause it was like, Oh, everybody's got screen names, um, on discord, not their actual names. And, and I, uh, I don't know that I'd ever heard Mark's voice before. So even the, as oh, much as like, yeah. he posts on, on the Facebook group all the time and, and, you know, like, uh, uh, tweets stuff at me and all that sort of thing. It's funny how, how much you can interact with a person on the internet and not really know anything about them at all. Uh, but still be like, oh yeah, that, that, that person is a person that I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a, I talk, I tell the story all the time about the first time that I met Matt Campbell in person, uh, or it was like, we were going to Disneyland in 2014 and he was like, Oh, Hey, I work at Disneyland. I like, I'll come, I'll come meet up with you guys. And like, I'll like, I'll, I'll hook you up with, you know, whatever. Uh, and it was like, I, it, I remember like the day that he was coming to meet us, Crystal and I were waiting for the parade and he was going to come meet us at the parade. And it was like, um, so this guy, Matt's going to come hang out with us. <laughs> I don't know him. So either he's going to be a normal human being or he's a weirdo. Um, and I, I really don't know until he gets here. And uh, thankfully, it turned out that he is not a weirdo. I mean, like he's he's as weird as the rest of us. But, um, <laughs> but you know, he's not he's not a creep. I guess is the yeah. is the better way there of putting that. That's the right. Uh, that's thankfully, the right yeah. thankfully. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's like you always run that risk when you meet somebody on the internet, and then you meet that them in true. real life. I mean, like, oh. also in real life though, like you never yeah, know sure. who's gonna be a weirdo. It's I don't know. Like like know. like knowing somebody in a work situation and then meeting them socially and they're a completely different person and you're like oh yeah you're like oh, wow okay all right yeah I was not prepared for this level of whatever it is you're doing uh, yeah yeah I suppose that 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 feels like something that happened more often in my twenties like when I was working at <laughs> Toys R Us there was a lot of that right. situation where it was right. like we're in a we are in a semi i mean it's toys r us it's not that professional of an environment but we're all working and so there are certain things that we're gonna do and not do and then uh everybody goes to the club and it's like oh okay that individual is a little bit they're a little bit crazy that's fine <laughs> the, that's cool the thing that i absolutely love about working in animation is that everybody is a little bit nerdy and it yeah. brings me a lot of joy. Like, I don't know what it is about the animation industry, but almost everybody, like artists, production, like all sorts of people, almost everybody has something that is particularly like in other social settings would be like a nerdy thing. I don't know. I love running. There's like one, like, there's like a couple of the like supervisors that I run into like all the time at like fan expo and stuff, like whenever I'm down, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, it's good. I don't know. Maybe it's like just liking things. Does that make us nerdy? Yes. Uh, yeah, that is that actually, that is what it is because people who mm -hmm. aren't nerdy are just, um, uh, oh man, what's the word for it? Boring. 
dull <laughs> without sure. zest joyless oh, jo- uh, joy- joyless please yeah yeah, yeah. because like because because like these people exist like there are these people do definitely exist that like they don't like anything right yeah like like i don't yeah i don't know what they do with their time when they're not working i think some of them just go and they just like sit in a chair until it's time to go to sleep and then they wake up and then they go to work i i have encountered people like this in my life it's like because even if you're not into nerdy stuff or geeky stuff you can still be a nerd or a geek about something else right yeah yeah so like, like there's all sorts like, of yeah yeah like jocks will pretend like they're too cool for marvel movies but then they're like oh my god did you see the sports match and they're talking about that as if like actually... anybody cares about what oh hamlinson did in that most recent football something right it's i like, hope that that's a real person and you didn't just say some random name oh hamlinson no that's definitely a made-up name amanda okay. uh, that's not a real name that's like three <laughs> names put pull, together like you can't say tom brady like everybody knows tom brady isn't he in football no because it undermines how funny it is that sports okay. are losers they're okay. just a different type of a loser that's all thing. Right, because okay. so, like, because like, so I just, I'm I'm not talking about like a person who's like, oh yeah, I'll go to a hockey game. I'm talking about yeah, a person you mean who's like, like, that, like, love it, who like won't shut yeah. up about how the Canucks are doing, and it's like, hey guy, I don't care. <laughs> this guy right here doesn't care. I didn't ask. <laughs> I don't know why you're talking to me about the Canucks right now. I do not care. Um, I couldn't. I don't think I could name a single Canuck right now could you i i can name the canucks from the 2000s because that's when i was dating somebody that loved the canucks that was like when like bertuzzi and the like sedine twins and like all of yeah. them were part of the teams so i could name i don't those i don't know that any of them jerome gimla being the captain of the flames oh i like early to the oh man i'm so old <laughs> yeah so old yeah that's 20 years ago mid mid 2000s you're talking about you're talking about 20 years ago amanda you're talking about a person who can drink alcohol in america years ago that's what you're talking about yeah yeah we're very old oh no anyways i was gonna segue into the other thing so here in indonesia i don't know if i talked about this on the last podcast i think i did that there are korean dramas all over Netflix. Like, I think I talked about the, like, really good ones. And I'm so excited about them. Anyways, I watched one called um, Her Private Life, which has been on my radar for a while. But it's about, like, a like a super fan of, like, K-pop group. But mm-hmm. one of the things she specifically talks about in it, that she's like, it takes one to know one. And because her parents are both, have, like, obsessive personalities as well. But her mom knits and her dad collects rocks. And she, like, equates that. And I'm kind of like, yeah, sometimes it's just about, like, really being passionate about, like, a couple things that you know a lot about. Just because it's knitting or rocks doesn't make it any less, like, nerdy or, like, that you're a fan of it. So, anyways, I it was relevant to this conversation, so I brought it up. And also, if people are interested, it's a cute little Korean drama. And everybody should be watching a business proposal as well, because that's on Netflix right now, and it's super cute. 
Mostly because I like the secondary couple, which never happens in Korean dramas. You all, it's it's a weird thing for me because I always prefer the secondary leads in like Western television shows because the main leads are too dramatic and it bothers me and I don't like it. But in Korean dramas, like I always like the main couple. That's like the point of Korean dramas. And this is the first one where I'm kind of like, I actually don't really care about the main couple. I totally care about the secondary couple. And I have started following them on Instagram and they're super cute. So anyways, that's my you follow, I don't I don't understand. You lost me somewhere because you're following them on Instagram. They're fictional characters, aren't they? Oh, well, no, I like the actors are cute. Okay, okay. I'm following the actors on Instagram, not the I'm like, are, is there no. like a, is there like a meta, like... <laughs> oh, meta universe? Like a, no. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm cool. following the actors on, but it, it's, there's like a lot of really weird, it, like unhealthy stuff about, um, in my opinion, like, fa- like fan culture in like Korean, like against Korean stars. And like a lot of, a lot of it is because they like put so much of like the shows on the care on the like on the people and like yeah. the personal lives we've talked about this before right like that the personal lives of the actors influence influence the shows i think we checked talked about that when the like hometown cha-cha basically like before the last episode there was this like scandal with the main the main guy and it like completely compromised the show like they like wouldn't let the actors promote the last episode and they like like it was a whole it was like a whole thing so anyways that's why in my brain i think i can it because there's like like I keep getting like the way that it's advertised to me because I get like targeted obviously like information on my Facebook where it's like all k-pop has like this article where they're like oh so-and-so teased so-and-so on their Instagram it was super cute and it's like it's the characters that I follow so that's why I follow them on Instagram because I got a targeted post that was like treating them like the characters in the show and stuff so yeah so what you're saying is that you're part of the problem yeah Basically. Okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's all, I don't know, man. (laughs) Fandom is such a weird, I don't know. I feel like it's just as rampant in North America. It's just different. It's just like a different kind of. Well, yeah. So I mean like that. Go ahead. Just because this is the one thing that I'm kind that I think is kind of interesting is the respect that goes back to the fans in Korea. Like there's like a, like a, like a respect for fans because they have to respect the people that they're fans of, right? Like they celebrate them by like all the fans coming together and buying like coffee trucks and sending them to the sets for the actors. Like that's a really common thing that fans will like show genuine appreciation for the people that they follow and that they love. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that happens in Western culture. Like when, when it comes to like fandom, they just like get creepy stalkers that want to take photos and like attack people in airports. Right. Like it's not the same kind of reverence and respect for the individual, at least from like, again, and I don't know that much. I don't live in Korea, obviously, but um, from what, like the way that it's talked about on online is just like a different kind of, it's also why that, cause the actors are held to such a different, standard so it's not i'm not saying it's better in any way i just think it's an interesting reciprocal relationship whereas i don't think there's that same kind of reciprocity in in western culture when it comes to fandom so yeah i don't know i, I mean just, some I, people really like their fans but it's one it's one of those things where like and and i don't i don't know how much this culture still exists or if it's 
as big as it was in sort of the 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 late 2000s early 2010s but like the whole sort of like perez hilton tmz uh, yeah sort of thing because because for a minute there it was like that was such a that was such a main part of culture and then i think what happened is it transformed into like the kardashians where it was like right. well if you guys are just going to invade our lives anyways we may as well make a buck off of it right, right. like like right. So I think at a certain point it was like, well, why am I going to a gossip website when these people that I follow specifically because they're these types of people, they all just have shows now. <laughs> like they're all, it's yeah, all yeah, I have yeah. to do is just yeah. turn on, I, what is and it? Like watch one them. or something. Watch them. Yeah. And it's like, it, this is all four hours super relevant. I was yeah. going to tweet you last night because Raul Coley on his Twitter was like, hey, so I have consented to objectification and thirst like comments but the people in my photos haven't stopped making it weird and i was kind of like yes we could have like a whole thirst podcast (laughs) like he's consented but it is it's that weird thing where it's like people there's certain actors that put themselves out there and know that that's the type of of relationship that they're curating because you have the direct access to them but it's yeah. it's like how it impacts all the stuff. I've never thought of it that way. That that's why there was such a shift in the in the 2010s, because actors started being like, well, you know what? Why would I give Perez Hilton money when people could just pay me for my Instagram posts? Interesting, yeah. Mike. That's so insightful. You're like a well, culture. It, yeah, savant. it's it, I don't, I it's it's almost right like word. I spend way too much time on the internet and thinking about my activities on the internet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Rahul Kohli is a really interesting case because he is definitely someone who's like, like, really, in reality, what has Rahul Kohli done, right? Like, he's done iZombie, and he's done Bly Manor and Midnight Mass. And really, like, in terms of, like, things that have had broad appeal, and, like, and and I wouldn't, I don't even know that I would put iZombie in that. iZombie was definitely, I mean, it went on for, like, five or six seasons. it It had a good run but i also know that i was doing a lot of talking going like hey you guys should all be watching iZombie and then everybody going yeah yeah yeah, whatever mike and nobody was watching iZombie except for crystal right right. Uh, so it's like it like it it definitely wasn't as big as arrow right um or the flash so it's like you kind of look at it in the CW tier and it's like, and Arrow and the Flash are not as big as Game of Thrones, right? So you kind of look at it at the tiers of like where things are at. And so it's like, I don't even think that was that big of a deal. Um, and I don't think that a lot of people came to know who Rahul Kohli was from that. I think that then Bly Manor was maybe a little bit more prominent because those shows are, are a big deal on Netflix around Halloween. Like that's when they're targeted, right? They tend to right. come out in like September, October. But then Midnight Mass, I feel like because it was the third of these Mike Flanagan shows on Netflix, it's sort of like their momentum had built right off of Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, and then getting to Midnight Mass. And I feel like with Midnight Mass, he kind of like now he's kind of in a zone where a lot more people are paying attention to him. He's got a lot more followers and that sort of thing. It's going to be really interesting when the new one, uh, Fall of the House of Usher, hits this year later because mark hamill is in it and there's a bunch of other like because as as these shows have gotten more and more successful 
Mike Flanagan has access to higher and higher tiers of, of acting talent. But the great thing about him, the thing that I love about the way that he makes TV shows is that he's got like, it's like a, it's like a theater atmosphere, right? It's like, it's like, he's just like, Hey, we've got a, a stable of actors that work in this theater and we put on shows and every year we put yeah. on a different show with the same people and some people come and some people go and maybe they're gone for a year and then they come back the next year and we add new people, whatever. But like he, he's constantly bringing back the same people. Um, and so Rahul Kohli is going to, I mean, uh, he has not directly said and neither has Mark Hamill. But the two of them have had a couple of little back and forths on Twitter because Mark Hamill's in this new show and so is he. And there was a there was a point back in I think November where uh, right after or maybe it was actually no it might have been later than that it must have been because it's now March so it must have been in like January or February beginning of February where Rahul Kohli was like come he was he's he had just gotten to Vancouver to shoot the new show and he was like basically to his twitter followers like hey like big day today i like send me all of the good vibes sort of thing like like monumental like dream come true sort of thing and 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 it was like what's he what's he talking about it's like oh he's in town to do to do uh the new mike flanagan show and then i saw a tweet from mark hamill that was like that was like i'm in vancouver shooting this show and i was like oh snap like Rahul, yeah. who is a huge Star Wars fan, I won't be surprised if Rahul Kohli is at Star Wars Celebration. So, like, pre- I got to prepare myself awesome. mentally and emotionally yeah. for that because there's an opportunity that <laughs> I could get to meet him and take a picture because I love him so much. Like, it just, like, like not just the, his acting I, as much as, like, I love his performance. I mean, Midnight Mass was my favorite show of last year. So, I and and he's a big part of that. But like just his personality and like he's on the kind of funny podcasts from time to time and stuff. He's just like it's it's he's one of those people as we talk about this where it's like I think we'd be friends. I think we'd be friends if yeah we yeah yeah he could be friends. Um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I get to open with the like, hey, I know Greg Miller because he's friends with Greg Miller. And I was like, hey, I know Greg. I did a podcast with Greg. Would you be on my podcast? I I so I don't know. Maybe we'll get Rahul Kohli on the podcast. But I I he's a huge Star Wars fan. And so I like put two and two together and I was like, oh man, he's going to have scenes with Mark Hamill. Like he's, he is acting opposite Luke Skywalker. That must be the coolest thing ever. And then like, because of the nature of parasocial relationships, I'm like, I'm so happy for my friend Rahul Kohli, who is my (laughs) friend, but I'm not his friend. (laughs) <laughs> right like because right. that's right. how yeah, parasocial yeah. relationships work is that like yeah. they're they are one-sided and it's like he's definitely liked a couple of my tweets uh but i don't think he knows who i am <laughs> i'm fairly yeah, certain yeah, yeah. that he doesn't um but yeah like but he is definitely one of those people that puts himself out there in that way um and i do like that he's like yeah i consent to thirst traps but like like to to, to the attention I, I and you guys objectifying me but um he's had to say that a few times where it's like where he'll post something and he's and one of his friends is in the picture and people will say inappropriate things and he's like hey guys <laughs> keep it directed at me please um yeah. 
but because he puts himself out there it's like you you do feel like you develop that like that that deep relationship with a person i uh, especially when they have things in common with you and then you're like oh cool and it's and then and then i get into the space of thinking about the fact that like oh man there are people who have that relationship with us amanda we are certainly not on the level of rahul kohli certainly not mark hamill but we do have people with whom we have relationships on the internet that are definitely weighted more towards their side than ours um and that that because of the fact that we share a lot of our lives through the podcast feel like they know us and i mean very well could know us pretty intimately like definitely from my experience from when i when i like the there's a few people that have over the years like become my friends on facebook and i'm like i feel like they definitely know me and that's why we're friends on facebook now so i never thought about that that's like weird mike because i always take it for granted that i just come here and talk to you about my life in ways that like there are a lot my colleagues don't know me as well as the people that listen to this podcast do i've never thought about that that like i have a better relationship than the people that i see every day wow Weird. Yeah, I'm. Always, when, whenever somebody weird. from work is like, "Oh, what's your podcast?" I'm always like, "I'm not telling you. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. We. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want you to have access to me as a person in that way. Like, I. I do not consent. <laughs> but. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, I can't. I actually can't revoke that consent because I put the podcast out. So. Um, yeah. So anybody yeah, can know. just listen to you and get to know you. Listen, I've actually, I've actually been thinking a lot lately about the podcasts are on the internet. And I always think about that in a way of like, well, they're there in perpetuity or until I stop paying for the hosting service. Right. Right. And then I think about like, should they, should they, should people always be able to go all the way back? 14 years and listen to me talk about star wars in 2008 should they be able to go back and listen to those first two seasons of of arrow where uh of quiver where i was like i'm not a feminist i'm a what 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 uh, egalitarian right like i used to say oh yeah Ooh, like, those are rough <laughs> right like because because like yeah. at the time like my yeah. understanding of feminism was different i think also the conversation about feminism was different at the time the conversation has changed that's that's like yeah. a 10 year old us that's so yeah crazy. exactly so it's like yeah. does that stuff deserve to live forever and the, the reason why i'm thinking about it is because i'm thinking about the thunder quack podcast and i'm thinking about like if we're ending like do we leave this stuff up right like like is this something that like does it really need to be up in that way um because relationships change and and conversations change and uh, uh, our thoughts and opinions on things change and i i is it is it yeah. relevant because because i do i mean i just got a message this morning from someone who only started listening to the rebel cells stuff like earlier this year and they went back and they listened to everything from Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and all that. Like they they've listened to all of it. Fourteen wow. years of podcasts, 
Like, like, I would just like to to state how ludicrous that is that a human being started listening to me talk about Star Wars this year and went through fourteen years of podcasting in two and wow. a half months. Wow, that's insane to me. That like that somebody awesome. I I insane not in the way of like that person is insane but insane in the sense of like it like it it like is incomprehensible to me it's like looking Mm -hmm. into the face of an elder god and seeing the void staring back at you right like it like like it 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 is insanity provoking on my end that somebody would do that um because I don't think I'm that impressed. I had very good things to say about Star Wars in 2008. <laughs> I think that that I have much better things to say about it now. But uh, yeah, but it's, I, but, but it's like people like you. You can learn how those things change, and it's like people that hopefully are only going back because they started at a certain point now and can see how that evolves, yeah. which is interesting. I do just want to say we have used the word crazy and insane multiple times on this podcast. I'm really, I don't know why I'm like really, really aware of it today. Oh, I think I know what happened. The other day I read a tweet where somebody starred out two of the letters in the word insane, like just mm-hmm. as like a, because of like the connotations of that type of word. Anyways, I think I've just been like really conscious of it since then. But it's, I, it's, it's, I it's think, such a, like such an intense yeah. part of our vernacular that we just use it all I think, the time. Yeah. I think context is important in this conversation, right? Oh, of course. If we were talking about mental health and I was saying like, oh, all these crazy people, right? right yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that that's know. not cool. I I yeah. think the, the, the I'm going to sound like a right-wing conservative for a second. I think that the policing of words in that way is actually like, it's a little bit much. It's a, it's, I think people need to just like pull back a little bit on that sort of thing. Certain words. Absolutely. I would not say on a podcast without a warning ahead of time. And I'm not even going to say any of those words right now. I think that people probably know what some of those words are because Mm -hmm. I am very sensitive to the fact that those things could legitimately be triggering to a wide swath of people with specific experiences. Right. Um, I think but, that but the word the crazy is... should, should not be triggering. If the word crazy it... is triggering to you, I think that maybe that's a conversation that you need to have with your therapist and not project the responsibility of that onto me when I'm saying like, man, that was wild. That was crazy. That that's insane, but, right? Like, but that's, but that's what I. But no, but but specifically, what you're talking about. That's what I mean. Is that in five years, I would mm-hmm. not be surprised if the word crazy does have the same connotations as other words, right? Yeah, I. That we, I think that, we that just that's don't use anymore. I do think that that is dangerous rhetoric to get involved in, but, and but and to I and to like stopped, let let I try, run rampant. I don't. I disagree. Because again, that we've talked about this before, that it, it doesn't take much for you to change your language. I make a very concerted effort to never type the word crazy. I do not type the word crazy. You know what I use instead? Bananas. I use the word bananas all the time. Mm-hmm. I have found a lot of fun using the word bananas and people understand sure. the connotation of bananas in the same way that they understand the connotation of crazy. And I avoid any potential harm that it might do. But so it's, so it is, it is genuine. I think this word is on the precipice of being put in with other words 
that like, again, 20 years ago or 10 years ago, nobody really thought of, and they had the same reaction that you just, that you, that you did. Right. Which yeah, is, that's fair. Which is, that's fair. I, I do think that a, that a word like crazy is a little like for me personally, I think that that's a, that's a little bit too far. Like we're being a little bit, we're being a little bit sensitive about, about, you know, like, Oh, like that, that's, that's offensive to me personally or whatever. And it's like, I I don't know. Like there, there are certain things I I don't know. Like it's it's like, okay. So no, here, here's a, here's a perfect example. I do not like it when my coworkers start talking about star Wars, it is triggering for me. Right. When I'm in a work situation and people start talking about Star Wars, it's 100% triggering for me. It gives me a lot of anxiety, right? Because I spent most of my life being told to shut up about Star Wars. That's my personal experience. That's my that's my thing that I have to deal with. But like if I were to impose that in a work setting of like you guys, that's really triggering for me. I, I'd appreciate it if you guys stopped talking about that topic. And it's like, okay, it would be one thing if it were a different topic that was that was a little bit more like touchy and like and and understandably sensitive. But it's like, uh, you mean that like the multinational uh, global phenomenon blockbuster film franchise, Star Wars, you don't want us to talk about it, right? Like I, I just think that there's a there's a there ha- there's got to be a line somewhere, otherwise. Otherwise, the, here's my problem with it. Otherwise, the conservatives were right that like eventually it's just not okay to say anything to anybody. And before See, you open I, your mouth, so- you got to start. You got to start worrying about like, hey, is it okay if I start talking about X? Right? And no, no. I just I, okay, I think so- that I think there needs to be like an like like accepted you know common ground areas that we can that we can all exist in, so that we're you, not like okay, you have been. You have been way more political than me in the past couple of years on this podcast. Yeah. And you usually are the one that are very like forthcoming and and uh, like have these are these things that you give a lot of insight into society that I'm kind of like, okay, I this I I fundamentally disagree with what you're saying on this like about this word. Cuz I the equation that you just made to Star Wars is so incredibly unfair because it's such a personal experience and I have a belief that if you did sort of mention that like it made you uncomfortable that people might be more aware of it and stop saying it but literally the word crazy has been used as a weapon against women and against people with mental health issues to mm-hmm. to belittle them and to demonize them and to and to make them lesser in society that is the difference the people talking about star wars and you feeling uncomfortable because you have personally been felt like felt like that was a like a like people have belittled you for talking about Star Wars. That's not a universal experience and that's not intrinsic to the word and how it is weaponized in society. So there's a clear difference between that example that you just gave. And it's not any less valid, right? It's a very valid example and I understand what you're talking about. But with the the specificity of this word, I, I think it's an unfair equivalent that you just made. So I just, it, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like go into a whole thing about this, but it's like, but for me, genuinely, like it's been, it tweaked me every single time we've said it on this podcast. And I personally don't have any negative affiliations with the word crazy. 
But every yeah. time we've said it on this podcast, something inside of me has, has felt off. And if I feel that way, having no mental health problems and it not being used as a weapon against me, how must it make people feel when it has been used to belittle them and to make them feel insignificant and lesser? Yeah. Because it happens all the time. If you look at sitcoms from the 2000s and the, and the 2010s, crazy as a moniker to, to be a, 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 a way to belittle the women that are attacking the male lead in some way and making them uncomfortable and it being a complete joke is rampant. It's all over the place. So that word <laughs> has has a real impact if you were yeah. exposed to it like that for the last 20 years. So I just yeah, anyways I, 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 I no I, I totally I totally I totally understand where you're coming from with it and 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 like like I think like your feelings on it are valid. I think for me it's just it's a it's another example of of context being made irrelevant, right? Like uh, of us saying okay. that like no the, the the context here doesn't matter. The context in which you use the word is irrelevant. You said a word that 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 word is uh, on the no fly list. You know what I mean? It's the gotcha. it's the absolutism of it where it's like like I said, if we were having a conversation about mental health. If that's if that's the the context in which we were repeatedly using the word crazy, or I was talking about a woman's behavior and I was saying crazy, right? Like like specifically in that way, I th I think that you would be one hundred percent correct. I think because it's like because we're using it in the sense of like, I think it's crazy that people would listen to us talk about Star Wars for a yeah. hundred hours, right? It's like like I I. I think that there should be an understanding that in that context, in the conversation that we're having, that the like the colloquial meaning of it carries weight. Like I, I and I think that that's like the word guys. language. Okay, so yeah, so exactly. The, the equivalency here is then the word guys, because I yes. feel similarly that if I'm addressing a group of people, like I don't type the word guys, but I do say the word guys in yeah. the in the context that I feel people would understand what I mean. So if like that equivalency, I understand what you're talking about. If in, in that, in that sense, I guess. And again, yeah, it's not going to be the same for everybody. There's some people that'll cut it out of their, their vernacular entirely, but that the contextualization of the word and like how, how it's being used. I, I get, yeah. I get that in terms of like the way that the conservatives have like, I, it's it, this this like, is yeah. this is one of my this is one of my great fears as somebody who is more liberal and and on the left uh, wing side of most arguments i i'm always really afraid of us going too far down those rabbit holes and thereby proving the conservative perspective right because when we prove the conservative perspective right when when they start making fun of us and using it like to demonize and 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 other right then it what you're doing is you're actually just giving ammunition for them to recruit more people to their way of thinking right and that it's i'm starting to sound like a centrist i earlier i was sounding like a like like i was right wing and now i'm sounding like a centrist of like why can't we all just meet in the middle that is absolutely <laughs> not what i mean to do but but I, there is just like there is an 
an element of it where I think with politics, I, I do think strategically, it's like strategic voting, right? It's like, I don't want to vote for the NDP on a, on a national level. I would, there are other parties that are much more aligned with my beliefs that um, the green party that I would much rather vote for. Right. But I know that the green party is not going to win. And the most important thing to me is making sure the conservatives don't. Right. Like that's, so it's, it's very similar to that where it's like, okay, is this a hundred percent with my belief structure or uh, morality or whatever? No, this isn't a gray area where I do have some moral flexibility, where I am going to make a concession. just like, you know, to, to, to keep the conversation civil, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's one of those places. And if somebody, if I was using the word crazy in the context that I have been in this episode and somebody were to say specifically to me, like, Hey, it, that actually does bother me a lot. Like if somebody writes in after this podcast and is like, Mike, actually, it does really bother me. Then I will change the, the, the way that I do it. Like if, 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 there's a specific instance of like, I know that I'm causing that harm. Um, I'm not going to continue to do it. I'm not going to be like, yeah, we'll get over it. Right. Um, I'm, I am going to take that at face value and I'm going to honor that person's request. But, but at the same time, like I'm not, I don't want to get into a place of like pre policing myself too much. You know what I mean? Like, like I think we talked about it a little bit, I think last week about like our, our sort of self editing and, and um, us being able to have a conversation like this and being able to know when maybe we're going a little bit too far and starting to pull it back. Right. And, and stuff like that. And, and I think that like, that's a, it's an important skill to have and it's an important, you know, I, I, I don't know what words I'm looking for here, but like, it's an important way to, to, to manage your communication but like all things like these these things cannot be taken to the extreme to the point where it's like oh man i shouldn't say that i'm i'm worried that i'm gonna offend somebody you know like like on 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 i think something we're talking about the word crazy and it's difficult because i don't think that crazy is a benign word but but I think we're getting into more benign territory when we start policing that word specifically in all contexts, you know, it's again, it's that it's the absolutism of it that, that, that rubs me the wrong way. Cause I, you guys know that only Sith deal in absolutes and I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't <laughs> exactly. let myself fall prey to that. So um, I just love how much intrinsic knowledge there is in star Wars or how many good life lessons there are. Oh my God. It's like, it it drives me insane how often people who profess to be massive Star Wars fans have completely missed the point of those films. For example, (laughs) I'm just going to put this out there. I don't know where this is coming from. Just off the cuff. Uh, You know, this whole like, don't say gay bill and how Disney uh, is like, we don't like it, but we're not really going to do anything about it. But we're going to pretend like we're doing something about it because... We, we said some stuff. We said some stuff, you yeah. guys. We made some statements. We put some stuff out there. We're not actually going to do anything monetarily or actually, like, you know, move the needle in the conversation. But uh, you guys were mad when we didn't say anything, so now we're saying stuff. Is that good enough? And then everybody at Disney being like, well, you keep telling us not to put gay characters in our stuff, so 
no, it's not okay, and we're all going to walk out. And then a bunch of Star Wars fans that that I hope that my inflection there it makes it very clear that 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 whole phrase is in quotation marks are like I don't think that Oscar because Oscar Isaac was asked like what, how do you feel about this and he he responded by singing the word gay thirty times and then saying like I support Disney employees walking out like I can't remember exactly what yeah. he said but like. The beginning of the quote is in, is just him going gay, 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 and like singing it. I'm sure it was beautiful because he has such a such an amazing voice. I uh, and then a bunch of Star Wars fans being like, I don't think that Oscar Isaac even knows what this bill is about. I don't think he's actually read the bill because all of their arguments is that have they I, all read the bill? They've all read. Well, the they bill? they, sure they, they have because because <laughs> they're conservative nutjobs and 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 they watch the uh. the 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 um. Uh, the, the dumb dumb Carlson guy, I, I, I <laughs> dumb, dumb Carlson. yeah. I don't want to say his actual name because it, know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. like you want to talk about something triggering, something offensive. <laughs> that man's name makes me so angry every time I hear it, uh, and when I see his stupid, dumbfounded, fake face, I want to punch the man directly in the face. And I don't care if that like is like a, a, a legal trouble that I'll get myself into. I'll pay whatever fine. <laughs> uh, I definitely want to punch that man direct. I didn't actually say his name. So, you know, like, I think we're safe, but you're, you're safe. Uh, they, he says a thing on his stupid show. And he's like, I can't believe that we're expected to just go along with this. And then reads out the whole, I mean, he doesn't read out the whole bill. He reads out the one line of the bill that is the talking point that they all then go on the internet and say over and over and over. And there's one line in this bill amongst all of the hateful rhetoric that's in it. That is about basically, I, I, it's not even an issue. Let's be super clear on this about not talking about basically like sex to children in third grade and under. No problem with that. No problem with that. I don't think that any of us have a problem with that. Is that is that something that should happen in a classroom? I don't think that it is. I think like fifth grade is probably around the time where sex education should start talking. I mean, I, I don't know if fourth grade is actually probably more correct because that's, that's I think it probably, was fourth grade when we were in, you know, in yeah. um, elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like I, I, I think that that is about the right time to start talking about puberty and to start talking about sex and that sort of thing. Um, and, and I do agree that like, I don't, I don't think that a third grader should be sitting in a classroom setting, having a conversation about like the mechanical act of sex or, you know, like, like uh, where babies come from, blah, blah, blah. I do think it's a hundred percent fine for, a math problem in a third grade textbook that that has two parents in it for both of those parents to be of the same uh, gender identity (laughs) right like because that's what we're talking about we're not talking like they they will say sex but it's not two men right the two men that are a parent that are that are parents of of a child in a math problem that's one of the examples that gets thrown around right and it's like like no mention of queer anything, no mention of of anything, same sex, trans, blah, blah, blah. Like erase it all. It's not allowed to be talked about. 
okay, so like what happens when the teacher is gay and has a same sex partner and a child asks this like male teacher, what about your wife? And that male teacher now has to say, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to talk about this subject. Please ask me another question. Is that how that's supposed to happen? I don't know, but that's what, like, that's what they're arguing about. And it's like, you say that you're a Star Wars fan. You are not paying it to either. One of two things is happening here. Either you're not paying attention to what the rebellion symbolizes in that story. Or what I think is actually a lot more common than people realize. You don't identify with the rebellion. That's not the team that you're on when you watch those movies. And your Darth Vader t-shirt isn't just because Darth Vader looks cool, but because you actually think they've got it figured out. It's just a bunch of white guys. It's just a bunch of white guys telling the galaxy what to do. Now that's a, that's a movie I can get behind. Right? Like, I I think that people would be very surprised if you could reach inside the minds of some of these individuals and find out what they're actually thinking. I think I think people would be very surprised to learn that a lot of them are thinking that. I do also think there's a lot of fundamental misunderstanding of who the heroes of Star Wars are and what they represent and what they're fighting for. Because are you saying I that can I tell you like Kylo Ren? <laughs> no like and no because that's exactly it is that like kylo ren and ben solo represent that conflict that's yeah. the whole point yeah. of that character is to look at it and go like are you a fan of the thing because it's cool or are you a fan of the thing because you believe in it because kylo ren does not believe in the first order Right. And it's one of the things that Rise of Skywalker like gets totally wrong is that like he's like like Palpatine's like, I'll give you an army and then the first order will rule the galaxy. And it's like that's he doesn't care about that, (laughs) especially not after The Last Jedi. The only thing he should care about in that movie in Rise of Skywalker is Rey. And it's like they're half right in that movie with that. But the other half is like, I don't understand his motivation right now. Why is he hanging out with the Knights of Ren and they're they want Star Destroyers from Palpatine? It doesn't make any sense. But that movie is doesn't make any sense. Is this going to become a bash, a bash no, Rise of Skywalker? No, we don't need to relitigate that. You guys all know that the Rise of Skywalker is an awful movie. No, but but, 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 but these seeing... fans are like, they're on the internet telling people in relation to an actor from Star Wars or in threads about Star Wars that they don't support homosexuality and that they do support the don't say gay bill. And they think that it's not appropriate for these conversations to happen in a school setting at all, because that's like, this is the slippery slope is that right now it's like, Oh, we're just talking about third grade and under. Yeah. Today that's what we're talking about. And once this bill gets passed, the next one is K to 12. Right. And then the next one is we shouldn't be talking about this in a university setting. Right. And then the, and, and, Oh, and so along scary. with so this, scary. But that's along like, with happened? this is the other yeah. legislation that's making it illegal to be a trans child in Texas right now. Right. And thankfully, this- like it's like there's people fighting against that stuff and it's they can't technically do anything. But the bill, like the law is still a law. Still there but there's and, an yeah. injunction but- against it. So it's like a temporary stopgap. Like, oh, my God. It, it, 
it, no, everything you're talking about, though, it's like why people need to watch the prequels because you can see it happen. You can mm-hmm. see it happen, right? And when she's saying that, right? Like, this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause or whatever it is. Is it Liberty yeah. that she says? What she yeah, say? no, that's yeah. it. You, you and, nailed it. And, and it's just like, because that's the, like, what are those movies? 20, 20 years old? More than 20 years old? Yeah, yeah. It's, and, this year is the but, 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. And, and that's that way that government works is so exactly what happens like we talk about this all the time that that's what science fiction is for it's to be like hey you think that you're a good guy but you're not if you look at this and who do you like who do you associate with and why do you like this and you you think that you're luke skywalker you're not you guys are anakin you're anakin that's why the part that's why the prequels exist you know what though like this is the thing like it, it, you're, they're not even Anakin, right? They're not. They're that one senator in two seconds of the Senate scene that claps when Palpatine's like, I'm going to be a fascist ruler now, okay? That's right, who they right, actually yeah. are. Because, like, Anakin Skywalker actually has agency and you don't, <laughs> right? right? Like, you're not, right. like, if you're some idiot sitting on Twitter who, like, doesn't, who has, like, 63 followers, you're actually not even that senator. You're a guy. 300 blocks away from that Senate building is sitting and eating space ramen at the space ramen bar and, and sitting on star Wars social media saying, yeah, I think this Palpatine guy's got it all figured out. Right? Like that's who you are. You're not those characters. You are not the main characters in but, Star Wars. Okay. And if but, you were dropped but, into Star Wars, you'd just be some guy. You would, you would just be the, some guy. So but, stop, but so stop thinking of yourself this. as Luke Skywalker, because you're not. No, right? no, no, no. But we've talked about this before, about how relevant the the um, sequel trilogy is in terms of like yeah. speaking to the white male experience of the last 10 years, right? That yeah. the, the reason that Kylo Ren it goes through the journey that he goes through is because it's speaking directly to this generation of self-entitled like 30 something 20 something men that think that they're in like that the world owes them something but when you go back because i haven't haven't really put this together because we don't talk about the prequels very much but that that's what those men were 20 years ago it was saying hey look at this society is going to break you and turn you into a villain like it's that's that's what it was because there was this there was this beautiful sort of society was just starting to really become as global as it is now in the 70s right so the first star wars right where they were like this white man is gonna save us from all of the pain in the galaxy and overcome the previous oppression of colonization and all right like there's something to that right that that was that was a conversation that genuinely those those men like related to and were like you know what yes we can make the world a better place and there are there is evil in this world and we can do something about it but then they they become the the problem anyways i don't there's i love talking about star wars mike yeah so good Anyways, See, people sorry. were worried when I when I quit Star Wars podcasting that they wouldn't hear me <laughs> talk about Star Wars anymore. And I keep saying to people like, I don't know what you're worried about. I literally can't help myself. <laughs> like it's everything comes back to this, you guys. Yeah. Go, I would love somebody to go back and and count the episodes of Thunder. This is the 83rd episode of the Thunderquack podcast, and to go back and count 
how many times <laughs> is the last 15 minutes like does it boil just... down to us just talking about star wars again right it's yep. insane it like it so i was about to say it again and now i caught myself and i'm not gonna say right? it. i'm not gonna there say go. it. okay. it's ridiculous i'll tell you that it's ridiculous it's 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 incredulous <laughs> i yeah it Bananas. is unbelievable yeah. um no it's great i yeah. i i i mean it's it's good because at its core, we talk about how our podcasts came out of really Smallville, but before that, our Smallville came out of Star Wars, yeah. right? It's always been, Mike, we've always connected because of Star Wars first, and then everything else is, everything else is gravy, so it all got, it's all got to come back to that. And so That's I'm true. so excited to come build a lightsaber for your birthday in Batuu. Yep. You've got to let me know. You know way more about, I haven't been researching the park, even though I've been there. Like, I don't know as much as you do. Like you had these like time zone. I like when you were talking about like where it, where it shows up, like in the, in the films. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should do a bit more, a bit more research. Anyways, it's good. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we are, we're going to Star Wars Celebration and you know, you're going to, you're going to be sitting in panels theoretically about Star Wars. So. Yay. You'll know more about Star Wars after that than you did before. That's there kind of go. the point. That's I don't know. True. I I honestly don't know what this celebration is going to be because like it's we're 2 months away and they just announced the first guests and the guests are Anthony Daniels. Okay, that's not a surprise. He has been at literally every Star Wars celebration. I don't think that he's missed a single one. He has I I'm fairly certain. I'm very very confident i would i would wager i and i am not a gambling human being because i do not think that this is a gamble i am 99.9999 repeating percent sure that anthony daniels has been at every single star wars celebration if he wasn't at one it was because he was like getting surgery that day or something like he had some very legitimate reason for not physically being there but there was probably a video of him saying, I'm so sorry. I can't be there. Uh, <laughs> like, I, the, like he's Anthony right. Daniels is like this. <laughs> I, this is meant with zero disrespect. It's all he's got. He is C3PO. <laughs> C3PO is him. This is his whole deal. Um, <laughs> Ian McDiarmid. Okay. That's a, I mean, he's been at a lot of them. Um, I, I, not all of them, but like, I think, well, actually, maybe maybe 2015 was his first one. But anyways, I because I, there was one where it was a big deal. It might have been it might have been 2012 that was his first one. But I I it was one of the ones that I attended was his first. Star Will Wars I get stuff thrown like, at me if I go there and then ask him a bunch of questions about start uh, about um Shakespeare because I feel yeah yes probably pro- probably but not not by him he would probably be delighted to talk about shakespeare instead of star wars for five minutes um but then again the reason why he's so good at playing that character is because of his shakespearean training and uh, uh like his classical theater training and then translating that into a very Do you think shakespearean Hayden Christensen will be there because i will freak out if hayden christensen is there i really hope so I, and I really hope, look, if, yeah. if there's an opportunity to have a picture taken with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, well, we're going to do it, right? <laughs> I don't care how much it is. We're going to, we're going to uh, do it, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Even if they're um, on the I'm other side person. of a plexiglass window for oh, us. It's all good. It's just all to good. be that close. 
I think, you know, like, uh, but, and the other, the other person that they announced, oh, uh, Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano. Guess oh, what? Nice. Since she became Ahsoka Tano, she's been at every single Star Wars celebration and every other convention on the planet. Like, yeah. if you are at a convention, throw a rock, you'll probably hit Ashley Eckstein. I've, I've, in, I've interviewed her before when we were doing the four geek stuff. Yeah, it, that not so. Yeah. So, like I said, we are two months away, and their big announcements for guests are three people who are not that big of a deal. No offense right. to them, like I, they're lovely human beings. Um, I I have met one out of the three of them. Uh, I have several pictures with Ashley Eckstein actually. Um, from multiple Star every Wars time every time I Google Hayden Christensen, I'm re reminded yeah. that he is his partner is Rachel Bilson, and then I'm like, or his his partner oh they're was. not together anymore and though they're not together anymore. I know I yeah. I corrected myself to say was but I feel like didn't isn't that like where we started that really great podcast where we talked about just like objectified a bunch of celebrities for like an hour it's, I feel it, like it Hayden Christensen to- definitely came into the conversation. But who was the guy that you were like, this This guy is like objectively attractive. And it was like, to yeah. you, Amanda. I don't I'm remember who it was. Right oh, Chuck okay. from, yeah, from Chuck Gossip Girl. Yes. Yeah. Which I mean, like, I think I think we know who won that argument at the end of the day. Uh, I feel like the, um, what is it? The, the like, um, samples, sample selection for who we pulled was unfairly biased towards Seth Cohen. So... I don't know. This is I, my my. I, I, Anyways, it's all good. If I, if I had the money to pay for the study, I would do it because I know <laughs> I know that I'm right. I know that I'm right. Just from <laughs> like, just from an objective human standpoint, I know that Adam Brody is physically more attractive than the guy who played Chuck on Gossip Girl. You and you know what the main reason I have to back that up people know who adam brody is nobody knows who that actor is they're like you're like that one guy and they're like who and you're like he played chuck on on uh gossip girl and then they're like oh i think i vaguely know who you're talking about yes i guess he is a weird looking dude fine not weird i mean like he's definitely more handsome than me but not Whatever. more handsome than Adam. That's fine. I can't. I, sure. This, this. You're bringing up memories of this podcast that's making me sad now. But I to go back to Hayden Christensen. I will yeah. say that it, it. I in the similar way that I would talk about Shakespeare. Um, I would talk about um life as a house. I really like him in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Or like that really obscure Canadian show called Higher Ground. Why don't we try to reboot that and then we get to work with Hayden no. Christensen? No. 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 <laughs> I. I think that by the end of 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 June, in the in the year of, of uh, uh, some people's Lord twenty twenty two, I I think that the opinion on Hayden Christensen's acting ability is going to be widely uh, retconned in a lot of people's <laughs> vernacular. <laughs> I think all of a sudden you're, there's going to be a lot of people who said a lot of stuff around 2002 to 2005 about Hayden Christensen that are going to be saying a lot of very different things now about how they've always felt. And I, uh, yeah. Um, and I would like to let the record show that I have always loved Hayden Christensen. 
it the the it this is it is paramount that we make it absolutely clear that the fact we are podcasting at the moment is a testament to the fact that both Amanda and I think that Hayden Christensen is a great actor and we've always felt that way even yes. when we had no idea what we were talking about we felt that way <laughs> because in 2002 in December of that year whenever the the DVD came out maybe it was the next year maybe it was 2003 it, uh, no I well, uh, sorry I'm all wrong is it 2001 or 2002 that when does it would have been 2002 no it was 2002 it was once early yeah, it was 2002. Yeah, it's 2002. That's so wh- whenever the DVD came out, whether it was that December, I remember that it was winter because it was cold. I uh, <laughs> and and uh, you came to my house and you picked me up and then we went to the Blockbuster and we rented Attack of the Clones on DVD and we went back to your house and we watched that movie because we both agreed that Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen is amazing. Is and I mean, like, look, let's, I was definitely more like, yes, but Ewan McGregor is way prettier. Right. <laughs> I don't think that I would have put it's it that way, but I would have probably said something like, but, he's so much cooler. Right. I mean, but, yeah, uh, but it's like, the thing is, is that like, I, in my life, it's the, it's the theory where people say like at certain points in your life with, um, you like Legolas when you're like, in your 20s or below and then you like Aragon when you're like in in your 20s and early 30s and then you like Samwise when you're like in your late 30s and beyond I don't know what like I don't know what the dragon Aragon has to do with that that progression wait what's who did who did I mean to say Aragorn Ar- Ar- Aragorn okay <laughs> come on fantasy I, come on I with couldn't no I couldn't I couldn't let that Aragorn. one pass Amanda that one shall not pass. <laughs> Did I say Aragorn? Aragorn, please. Aragorn. Put some respect on the name. The king of men, Jesus. Anyways, I can skip. I, anyways, it's fine. He's He is. Uh, but but I feel like it's the same thing with Hayden Christensen. I quite like if I go back and rewatch Attack of the Clones. Yeah. If that ever, if that occasion ever arises, I would now like Ewan McGregor a lot better. But at the time, I really liked You think Hayden so? Is that... It's just like so at a certain point, like, so a, did it start with Jake Lloyd or? <laughs> no, no, ew, come on. No, no, no one, no one ever. No, that's the joke. That's the joke, Amanda. <laughs> that's, uh, the, that's the that's the joke. Poor Jake Lloyd. Yeah. didn't have a real good life. Um, the but no, that image. Look, we've talked about this multiple times. It's that image where he's like really angry with the scar on his face. I guess that's later. Anyways, that's the. What next were we talking one, yeah. about? We were talking about know. something else. Star Wars. Anyways. Oh, yeah. We're excited to see who's at Star Wars Celebration this year. It'll be my first year at Star Wars Celebration. I'm very excited. I, it, 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 because of the timing, I mean, Obi-Wan literally premieres the day that Star Wars Celebration, the day Like, it would Star be Wars weird if they begins. weren't there. Yeah. They, yeah, they it, have to it, be, like, be very weird. It would be weird if they weren't there. I don't like, know that, I don't know that they'll be accessible. I mean, like... If, yeah. if Ewan McGregor is there, more than likely Ewan McGregor is there for part of an afternoon and will not be accessible right. to human beings, right? right. Uh, you will need to be something above that status in order to, to be graced uh, with his direct presence. If we're lucky, we'll get to be in the same auditorium s- stage that, that he occupies. Like, we will get to, we will get to be somewhere... 
I don't know how to measure like like distance a hundred a hundred feet is a hundred feet a lot I guess that's a lot right I don't know feet I don't know how to how, do feet <laughs> how many times does six go into a hundred uh, a lot right don't make me do math on the podcast I measure I measure I measure distance by by me laying down and I'm five eleven and a half on a good day so I just round up to six. <laughs> to six feet so it's like how far away is that person well if you if you laid me end to end ten times that's how far away that person is it's like okay so ten times would be sixty feet I mean I'm just trying to picture myself in the in the the theater in the, the celebration stage uh and and like that would be like we're probably talking two hundred feet away probably if we get if we get like center seats like within the first 10 rows that would be uh, and then you and mcgregor comes out i'll cry i'm not kidding like i'll cry yeah. like i will be crying because like i cried when i was in the same the same auditorium as george lucas and we were so far away we were like we were in the balcony towards the middle like the the we were at like the front of the back of the balcony and and like he stepped out on stage and he was just this little tiny like the size of a lego man uh, uh but it did not matter i i the 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 whole the whole lot of us were were weeping uh, i mean like i also didn't sleep that night before cuz we had to line up in order to get our wristbands in order to get into that auditorium so there was not a lot of sleep that happened the night before um and I, I, yeah, I, but, but regardless, now I'm a, now I'm a dad and I, and I never sleep. So, uh, and, and we'll have, we'll have done <laughs> theoretically, let's say Ewan, Ewan's probably going to come out on stage either on the Friday or the Saturday. So we'll have done at least three days in, in Disneyland, probably three and a half days in Disneyland. As well as probably a full day of Star Wars celebration, and I, and and then children sleeping in bunk beds for the first time, so not sleeping at all, and I, uh, I uh, yeah, and just like just a just a a, a very a, a non optimal situation for getting a good night's sleep. Uh, so I'll probably be exhausted em- emotionally and physically, and uh, and so the second that I see you and McGregor from anywhere in that in that and the celebration say what i don't know what they call that that room it's because it's like a it's almost like a stadium pointing at a stage like it's crazy how big it is um cool it's so big and we could be all the way at the back really? and it won't matter because i'll just be like i'm nice. breathing the same air as him i mean like we're all wearing masks <laughs> but but like but, like the the here, parts yeah. of the air that can't be filtered by the mask are the same as the ones that he's breathing <laughs> and uh, that'll be enough for me you guys that'll be enough <laughs> oh my god because there are there are there are are like two there are two star wars mans that are beyond just like oh i think that they're neat like there's like a there's a deeper connection there one of them is ewan mcgregor and the other one is oscar isaac and if i'm ever in the same room as either one of them i will lose my everything mind body soul (laughs) it's just all gonna go there you go like keep clear like stand away from me because i like like i don't i'm not responsible for what happens i'm not i can't be it's 
yeah okay. it, it will be a religious yeah. experience so if he's not there on the one hand i'll be disappointed on the other hand i will have relief because i won't have a, a nervous breakdown in the middle of star wars celebration but <laughs> matt and i have a saying matt campbell and i have a saying it's okay to cry at star wars celebration and we've we've said that nice. since 2015 when we cried a lot at star wars celebration <laughs> there, there were there were a lot of tears on the last day when everybody was going home but uh yeah so i hope you know what you've signed up for amanda because it, there's i'm gonna be very a lot of excited grown men weeping i just i am gonna feel bad because i probably won't cry as much as you guys do but i feel no, like i'm gonna are. just take pictures with all of the kylo rens i'm very excited that's a good <laughs> that's a good plan yeah there will probably be a day where you can get pictures with multiple Kylo Ren's at once because they'll probably do like a group photo or something. Great. <laughs> that makes me happy. They all tend right. to they tend to just all gather. I don't know. Every time I go to Star Wars Celebration, I get home from Star Wars Celebration and then start looking at social media and I'm like, "Wait, when did that happen? Where was I when that was going on? What <laughs> like and it's like, "Well, you were in this panel or whatever." Yeah, there's so yeah. much going on at these shows that it's like it's impossible to see and do everything. So you just got to nice. you really got to just pick the most important stuff and hope that you get to do it. I don't know. We'll see how many people attend. It could it could be a very different show from the from the ones that I've been at before. I mean, the last one that I was at in 2015 was over 45,000 people. Holy in cow. one convention center. Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't think that they can legally do that yeah. <laughs> right now. So, um, that's whoa. So, yeah, I don't know what this celebration is going to look like. I think it might end up looking like the first one that I went to in 2010, which was probably closer to like, I don't know, I'd have to look at the actual numbers, but maybe like half of that, probably closer to 20,000. It was also in a, in a smaller convention center. Uh, Anaheim Convention Center. Have you been to Anaheim Convention Center? Is that is that where you guys did your conference when you went down? I haven't actually. Okay. No. It's, oh, it's actually, no. I don't think it. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Anaheim Convention Center. I think it was a different one for sure. Um. Because yeah, this yeah. Well, there. Anaheim is it, like it's literally across the street from California Adventure. Like it's on the other side of Catella from from California Adventure. So you'd know, like, nice if you were that close. Yeah, I would know if that's where I was. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Cool. Let's end the podcast. The yes. pod, the podcast is ended, idea. guys. Now it's done. We did it. That was a podcast. We talked about Star Wars. I, You know what? I legitimately came into this recording going like, we're going to talk about Batman probably. Um, because we've both seen <laughs> Oh, it. we didn't even talk about Batman. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. I mean, I mean, let's just end right here by saying I'm, I'm going to be very surprised if you have a different opinion of this from me. Uh, it's a very good Batman movie. It might be the best Batman movie. I need to see it again to like really firmly say that on a podcast. But I have been saying that I think it's the best Batman movie. So, so the thing that the thing that bothers me about this movie is because I have had a I don't I don't like Batman as a character really like he sort of grates on me and mostly mm -hmm. because people always compare Batman and Superman and this was the first movie where I was like oh I get it he's a detective <laughs> and so I really so I agree that it was in that way it was the first time that I think I understood why people like Batman as a character 
No. I'm so See, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I I I have to interrupt you on this one because okay. it's really important to me that everybody knows that this is how I feel about this subject. That's not why people like Batman. Right? <laughs> it's why people should like Batman. I like I agree with you. It's the best part of Batman is that he's a good detective. The Sherlock Holmes aspect of Batman should be the reason why people like Batman. And yes, absolutely. The internet is very fond of saying that it's their favorite part about Batman. That is a lie. Their favorite part <laughs> about Batman is that he's an edgelord and that's what they like because we're talking no. primarily about white dudes with inferiority complexes, right? So like they really like that he's rich and can do whatever he wants and punches people. That's what they like about Batman. And then he wears all black because that's super cool, you guys. And like, also he's the shadows and he's vengeance and stuff. And that's like really, really cool. And that's all like super awesome. So you're like, you're right to say that like this Batman is the best one because he actually detects things. And then like, and he's like, he's like, oh, hey, I solved the riddles and the riddles don't suck. They're, they're a little bit, they're a little cringy at times, but I think that that's the point. But but the last two Batman movies, because we're not going to count any of the times that Ben Affleck played Batman, not because of Ben Affleck, but because those movies are really bad, because the stories are really bad, because Chris Terrio shouldn't be allowed to tell anybody stories ever. Like, I don't know if Chris Terrio has kids. He shouldn't be allowed to tell them bedtime stories, even if he even if they're written by other people. He shouldn't be allowed to because of what he's done. And he knows he knows that he knows that and he does it anyways. And that's what makes him a bad person. But OK. This the last two Batman movies that count, the Batman and Lego Batman, both of them, the whole point of those movies is, hey, you guys, you're really dumb for thinking that that's the cool thing about Batman. That like that like the darkness and the and the vengeance and the I'm the I'm the I was in the shadows and stuff. Like yeah, like if you, if you think that that's what's cool about Batman and the gravelly voice and stuff, then you're then you then you actually are dumb. And you and you don't understand Batman, and you're and you're a loser, and you should be ashamed of yourself. That's what the last two Batman movies were actually about. Like, cause this whole movie, okay. it was like by the end of it, he's like, "Oh man, it was really dumb that I was doing that at the beginning of this movie, wasn't it? I I should I should probably not do that anymore." That's kind of spoilers, but I think I'm being vague enough that it's not really spoilers, so I didn't give a spoiler warning. But but yeah, it like I I think I at this you, point, if I you haven't say- seen it it's because you're holding out. Cause you're like, I don't like Batman movies, but I want to say to everybody like, like, yeah, I am sick and tired of Batman movies. The Batman is like the antidote to that. And I should have known with Matt Reeves directing it. And when he, when he cast Robert Pattinson that it's like, Oh, Oh no, this is actually soft boy, Batman. He's actually like, he's, it's, it's, it's hard candy coating, but he's like melting your mouth chocolate on the inside guys. Uh, and that's why I love such a good descriptor. That's exactly what he is. Yeah. It's so good. When he's got that mask off, it's like, he's just five seconds away from crying at all times, which like, which like, yeah, his parents were killed in front of him and he thinks it's his fault. And he grew up thinking that and he's incredibly damaged. And that's why he puts on a, on bat pajamas and punches bad guys. That's what makes him interesting. You guys. 
That's what makes him interesting. Like the whole the whole thing, like the the difference between him and the people in Arkham Asylum, is a yeah. very very thin line. Like and that's this the whole movie, point. Like that's, that's what it was about. And that's what yeah. That's what the movie was about. And and that and that. So in that regard, it allowed me to see this character in a way that I finally found yeah. interesting. And as a story, because my mom was also saying that she was going to go see it, and I was like, you know what, mom, you like detective stories, I think. Yeah, yeah, we all enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. It a good yeah. Batman. It it opens the door for even better Batman movies, and I think that that is the best thing that a superhero movie can do, especially the first in a new iteration. Yeah. Especially yeah, yeah, for, for sure. a character who has now been iterated. Let's let's go ahead and start with the first live action Batman in 1966. I think that's the first live action, uh, and then uh, Michael Keaton. <laughs> And then kind of in the middle of that, we've got Val Kilmer, although it's technically still the same, but it's not really, but also maybe it kind of is. George Clooney, it's a it's a slightly, it's like, I don't know, are those two the same? It's really confusing. Uh, and then uh, and then we got uh, Christian Bale, and then we got that kid in Gotham. And, uh, oh, you know what? Let's go back. And we got uh, 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 Ian Somerhalder. Is that the actor, right? Am I right on that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the actor, but sorry, from what? Smallville. Oh! When he played, he played right. Adam, Adam, yeah, Adam the character's name was Adam something, Adam, oh man, what was I it? I don't think it counts though. That that doesn't count. No, it does because he was Batman and then they told them to stop. They started airing those episodes and the reason why, his name is like, it's a joke. Because it wasn't it wasn't his real name because he was like in under an assumed identity and it was going to be revealed that he was Bruce Wayne because right. he was like a okay. rich he had like the 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 thing with his liver that was like the same as Lionel Luther or whatever and it was like oh okay. they were doing a whole thing and Adam it was like Knight. And oh, right. Adam, Knight. Adam Knight see yeah Adam oh, Knight yeah, Adam cool. West yeah, Dark okay. Knight he was yeah, Batman yeah, okay. Amanda he was Batman yeah, and you'll yeah, never yeah, convince yeah, okay. me otherwise so we got that one. <laughs> And then we've got Batman in the Arrow universe. Like, like we have we have like ten live action Batmans, you guys. At least, yes. At least, because I'm probably missing a couple. I, I I can't believe that you got Ian Somerhalder in there. Can you? I can't believe that I remembered Ian Somerhalder's name. I can't believe that you remembered his name because I love Ian Somerhalder. Yeah, like, I, I can. It's yeah. like I can see it. He, yeah, hey, hey, listen, that's a pretty man. It, those uh, eyebrows. I agree. Those I agree. eyebrows. Whoa, man, those are good yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. He has like yeah. million dollar eyebrows for sure. He also the uh, thing that I love about Ian Somerhalder is that he is both hard and soft at the same time. Like if you look yeah. at him, like you can, you could read either of those onto yeah. him. That's why the other one, character. the other one, the other, the other vampire diary. I, yes. do, do you know that actor, <laughs> their name? Paul Wesley. Yeah. Captain Kirk. Did <gasps> you know that? Yeah. No. Yeah. He's been, he's really? cast as Captain Kirk in strange new worlds. The, Wait, the, maybe the I did. Maybe I did. I feel like something came up on my feed, but okay. I Probably see it, me. Probably yeah. me talking about it because I was like, this is great casting. I think this is fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I, man, that is the Star the Trek thing that I'm most excited diary? about. The other vampire I diary. Yeah. The other vampire diary. Okay. Uh, I said the podcast was over and then we kept going, Amanda. We have to stop. We have to stop. Batman was good. 
uh let's maybe talk about batman more later i don't know i don't know maybe okay. we'll talk about batman sounds good uh, yeah i didn't like the joker that that they did in the because the, they released that deleted scene today uh, today i yesterday. i don't want to watch it because i i feel like because i really like that that actor barry however you say his last name really grew him like i loved him in eternals, eternals. Yeah. and so wow that movie was so I mean, we've had, we've had to hear you say it. that I know so many times and it's like we get it Amanda you like you like the weird creepy guys I like this I like what did you say the weird creepy guys you like the weird creepy guys you like Chuck Bass you like the I I the weird creepy creepy eternal you you like Kylo Ren (laughs) I see the appeal now like don't get me wrong I I see the appeal on that one now but like but like you walked out of the force awakened Amanda, you walked out of the Force Awakens yeah. going like, "That's my, that's I want a slice of that cheesecake," and I was like, I "Really?" Because he came favorite. off kind of, he came off yeah. kind of not you, so. Good. I remember very vividly us having a conversation in which I said that I loved Rayla, like those two characters together, yeah. and you being like, "You are missing the point of Star Wars," and I'm like, "Fine, yeah. but I'm going to still love it." So, I remember. you ended up being right. Anyway, but it's anyway. everybody gets um, one, so. That's the one. That was my one. That's like that's in the your one of podcasting. That that's was my the one time that, that I'm going to admit that Amanda, you ended up being right. <laughs> that is, I and I take it because I know that it's the one, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I haven't watched that scene, but I but I feel like there's mixed reviews online about him as Joker. Yeah. So. Perform. I think that's a spoiler. It is. It is. But like, also, like the type of people that listen to this podcast are on the internet, and that's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's that's, been like that, that video got right. posted. And it doesn't, and to be fair, I would actually argue it's not a spoiler. It's just a thing that happens near the end of the movie. So, you know. I didn't say he was right. actually in the movie. I said he was in a deleted scene that they released. So you just spoiled it, Amanda. Dang it. Michael. <laughs> right into my trap. I, <laughs> I, anyways. Um, no, I mean, I, I said it when we started talking about Batman and, and I kind of spoiled the ending where it's like, Look, if if you were get, if it was important to you, you uh, uh, unless you know you would, there's circumstances, it's, yeah. it's COVID, it's so there's reasons why people can't yeah. go to the movie theater. But for the most part, I think that everybody who really, really wanted to see this movie and not be spoiled oh, has yeah. seen the movie by now. Well, I we were I, you actually saw it a week before I did, and and I was very yeah. into it. So, and I was yeah. I, I'm in a different. I didn't think I was going to because it's it was a thing that I made like hi welcome to Indonesia it's nice to meet you do you want to take me to the Batman <laughs> anyways we I, are the worst at ending podcasts Mike wrap it up I'm trying I'm doing it I'm doing my best and you keep talking uh, thank you guys for listening this is the problem is that for you it's like it's like the middle of the afternoon and for me I'm very tired and want to go to bed so okay. thank you guys for listening <laughs> it's been a month and so we only have a few more of these episodes that we have to deal with and then amanda will be back in the same time zone and then life can go back to normal i that's it for this episode we'll be back in a couple of weeks you're on the next one right and then the one after that's the one that you're skipping because it's your birthday correct that's correct. correct okay so the two of us will be back I'll be back next week with uh, with Off the Record. We're all probably talking about Batman at length unless something else cool happens between now and then. I uh, That's it. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. 
Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.